Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Oh, baby, we're back. We're back with another episode. Lots to talk about, especially where am I going to be? Upcoming stand-up shows, October 21st, that's this weekend in Fernie, BC. October 27th, get this, first show sold out. Oh, no. Woo! So we added a late show to Fort St. John, October 27th. Get your tickets now. They're selling like hotcakes. October 29th, early show sold out at the Danger Room in Calgary, Alberta. So guess what we did? Added a late show. So there you have it. Uh, Late shows added to October 27th in Fort St. John, October 29th in Calgary, November 12th. We are in Edmonton, Alberta, November 18th, Austin, Texas, November 22nd, Round Rock, Texas, December 3rd in Plano, Texas, February 9th and 10th in uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario. February 16th and 17th in Niagara Falls, Ontario. That's what's on the books right now. That's where we're headed, folks. DangerCatShop.com. Get your tickets today. Maybe you'll leave a little piece of merch. Wouldn't that be fun? You want to show your family that you're, I don't know, one of the is or icks? Where are we going with it? These days, you know, people are going through some very trying times right now. This is a very difficult time for a lot of us because we have to, we have to sift and navigate through a conflict. You know, we're watching a lot of this unfold in real time. You know, the, the war in Iraq, totally different war in terms of propaganda, media coverage, a lot of, uh, A lot of different factors going into this war. You know, a lot of people don't know how to feel about this war. And and while you're trying to make a decision, you know, on what emoji you're going to put in your your Instagram bio or your Twitter bio or what what you're going to post on Facebook this day, just know deep inside of your heart, there are people that are really going through it right now. There are people that are very confused in these trying times. They are very manic. They are, like I said, confused on what emoji they're going to put in their Instagram bio. And not a lot of people are, uh, yes, I understand that millions of uh, Palestinians are being displaced from their homes. They're being bombarded with uh, violent behavior from the Israel Israelites, the IDF. You know, I and I'm the person that you got to come to when it comes to these decisions. Because you know, um, as far as it goes, is geopolitics and a deep knowledge of history, especially religion. All these, you know, all these subjects. I I'm very, very well read in, okay? A lot of people probably look at me, and and I know you're you're looking at me and be like, all right, we'll go through it. I don't have the time for it, you know, because all I have time right now to do is to make a decision on what emoji I'm going to put in in, uh, in the bio. What am I going to tweet? What am I going to post, you know? That's that's where my concern is. You know, we could go through the history of Palestine. We could go all the way back to World War II. We could go back to the British forcing the Jews out of uh, out of the UK and hey, why don't you go over there? Why don't you? I don't know. Your little book says that you guys grew up over there. Why don't you go over there? Why don't you get out of here? Why don't you skedaddle? Hey, yeah, we'll help you. We'll help you. We'll help you get over there. You can displace all these other people that have been residing in this certain area for quite some time. You know, we'll just make up a new border. We've been doing it for thousands of years. We'll just draw a line on the map. 
Just draw a line. It's on the map. Where do you want? You want Jerusalem? Fine. Have it. It's yours. Get the hell out of here. Take your interest rates. Actually, we'll keep the interest rates. We like the interest rates. What's that? You want to own the banks? Sure. Why not? You're going to leave, though? Are you going to take that complaining with you? No, you're leaving that behind, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you taking anything that we don't like? No? Nothing. All right. Just yourselves. Okay. You're leaving a few behind, though. Shit. This isn't working. Oh, you're going to start a new war over there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's a few guns. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, but that, that, that we can sit there and debate this all we want. The people don't want to do that. We don't want to sit here and talk about what the history of Palestine and Israel truly is. We don't want to get into the geopolitics of both those countries and their involvement in some world events. We don't want to do any of that. That's too much work. That's too much reading. Give me the Coles notes. What emoji am I supposed to put in the bio? Okay? Listen. I know this one's a difficult one because it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What's, what side am I on? You know? All these NGOs that have displace some of these refugees inside the borders of our own countries. You know, you've befriended more uh, Palestinians or Arabs or Muslims, whatever, however you want to label them. Put whatever label you want on them. You probably work with a few, whether you like them or not. You got more of a personal relationship with a Muslim than you do a Jew. So then that, put in, that puts it into some difficult waters, you know? You don't know too many Jews. Not too many people know too many. They keep to themselves to a degree. They don't want to, you know, infiltrate friend groups. They got their own little friend. They hang around themselves. You know, the Arabs were for—they were forced upon you. So now you're like, fuck. Where do I go with this? Where do I go with this? A lot of Canadians just very confused right now and we're seeing it in real time they're out in the streets that's what you got to do that's all that's left just go out in the streets and scream that's all we have left every little issue that pops up that could be debated in probably 20 minutes maybe a half an hour and i know i'm minimizing the problem that's existed over there for quite some time that all of a sudden everybody's concerned about and as you should nuclear war is on uh, it's on the brink of destroying human existence, you know? It's almost there. We're almost there. Come on, Putin. Quit being a pussy. Come on, Xi Jinping. What's our guy Kim Jong up to? Somebody release the nukes. We got too much arguing going on in the streets, you know. We're seeing the, the remnants of war all across our social media platforms. Not many of us can handle that. We gotta, we're got we arguing about kids getting their heads cut off. How many of them actually did? We have lost our minds, and I'm here for it, you know. We are so concerned about what's happening in the Middle East. We haven't been this concerned until, uh, you know, the... George Bush flew those planes in those towers, and all of a sudden, three of them fell. The ricocheted of two buildings falling made a third one fall, and we haven't been this fired up about the Middle East since 2001. It's time to go back. We got to get American boots on the soil over there. The troops are going over there to get offer aid. You know, they're sending 2,000 troops over to offer aid. Yeah, okay. We're firing up a new war. We got to get the military industrial complex fired up again. You got to prop up the economy. We got to get the boys back out in the patch. That's what we got to do. We got to get the boys out drilling. You know how good times were when the fellas were just out there drilling oil, keeping the war machine going, making sure the resources are getting to market, you know? 
The Saudis are threatening to cut us off from the oil. We got to get the boys drilling again. Let's prop up the dollar. Let's make our buying power strong again. We need we need 17-year-old high school dropouts and jacked up F-350s screaming fuck Trudeau even though they haven't read a single thing in the news since phew, the day that they were conceived. From the moment that they crawled out of the womb, they were destined to drill oil. And we just got to get those guys back out drilling oil. We need gas, white gas can Oakley's on a mouth breather that pipe fits all day in some fucking field in the middle of nowhere. And, th and they just know this is as good as life is going to get. I'm going to be out here for 30 days and the seven days that I have off, I'm going to head into the city. I'm going to snort so much coke I should have fucking died. I've dodged about 17 fentanyl overdoses. And I'm going to blow my paycheck on fucking... American, what, what was it? American fighter t-shirts and jeans that have white stitching in them. That's who we need. That's when you know the economy is in a great place is when retards can blow money. You know, the bars are popping again. All you got to do as a female is just be able to handle being fucked by somebody that just has 18 brain cells left in his skull and he's going to drink three of them away the week he's home. And you can just kick your feet up and live the housewife life that you've always wanted to. You know, all you got to do is refrain from sucking the neighbor's dick and you can have a decent life. That's all. You just got to not be a whore for the rest of your life and some idiot will take care of you. You'll have Gucci purses, you know, Fendi, Prada, you name it. It'll be in the closet because this guy doesn't have a single clue of what the hell he's up to that's what we need we need that that's when you know that the world is healing is when the oil boom hits from the war taking place that's what we need we need the boys drilling we gotta boost the economy we gotta drop bombs on the gaza strip so that way everybody can make some fucking money because this horse shit that's going on just going out in the streets and screaming at one another nobody's making any money you gotta you gotta fucking understand that folks what good is coming maybe a little bit of uh it, it, it's it's the poor man's therapy to go out in the streets and start screaming uh, about the fucking Gaza Strip with other strangers. That's what we you got to do. You got to meet up with strangers. Just make your opinion. Start arguing with them in public because that's all we have left. We drop some bombs. The economy starts boosting up. Refugees need homes to live in. So guess what? Construction's back. We're selling houses again. Even the realtors are fucking jerking off in the corner being like, life is good. I just bought a brand new BMW and I'm going to sell a fucking condo for 150% markup. Life is good. War is good. I don't know why you people are so against it, you know? Those... Those who uh, couldn't get in the uh, in the industry of just producing some fucking money. What do you do? You pick up an M16, you go over there and start shooting some people. You give the psychopaths an out. We don't need to. We got to go back to our barbaric ways. You idiots that sit here and think it's a fucking, it's a good, resourceful Use of your time arguing on Twitter? Come on, people. Give your head a shake. Pick your emoji, put it in your bio, and let's drop the bombs. Is this a bad take? Probably. Probably. But I want to see my fellow high school retards making 180 k a year with no sense of money, structuring for the future if that even makes sense you know i'm just a fellow idiot like them you don't come here because you're you're looking for you know to, to walk away a brighter human being you don't come to this podcast because you're like oh i'm gonna get an insightful look on the war in palestine no 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 we look at it from a realistic point of view
okay? That's what we're doing. I'm a selfish individual just like the rest of us, you know? Like, I don't go out in the streets and start screaming my opinion. No, no, no. I do it on a podcast. You want to know why? Because this is the number one podcast from Tabor, Alberta. Folks got to get their information. I'm the brightest individual to ever leave that town, okay? That's, that's, that's the cold, hard truth. That's the cold, hard truth. <laughs> this we produce scholars and athletes and I just so happen to be both and here you are you sit here and you listen to the to the the voice of an angel come across your speakers your headphones and what do I do I serenade you into being like yeah you know what you're goddamn right we got a bomb Gaza so that way Whatever I'm doing in this machine shop feels like I'm accomplishing something in life. Maybe my wage goes up for another $2 an hour. Maybe I can finally afford that down payment on that duplex that the fucking just slightly overweight realtor in my hometown that thinks that, you know, this is the industry. This is where things happen. Selling fucking renovated houses from the 70s to dipshits like me. We both got it made. The moment some bombs start dropping, we got it made. There's no, there's no, what good do you get? You know, you're watching the cities crumble in front of you. You know, everybody's out in the streets. They're screaming every other week. We got something new to hit the streets about, you know, because nobody's, Nobody can afford life anymore. Nobody can go to the movies. You can't go to the movies. It costs you an arm and a leg. You got to take out a fucking line of credit just to go and see the Barbie movie with your family to get some, some messaging about how misogynistic you are in this current world. And you don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to sit there and get lectured in some goddamn film about a plastic doll. Instead, we want to go out in the streets, we save a buck, and we go scream and yell at one another over a conflict that's never involved us until now because it's on our social media feeds. You know, back in the early 2000s, you'd read the headlines on a fucking newspaper. Now it's in our pocket all day long. You open it up, your uncle's going off about how the Jews lied about the Holocaust, and then you got your aunt who has to chime in and be like, you are just an anti-Semitic piece of shit. And it's like, oh yeah, then why are they lying about the baby's heads getting cut off, you dumb cunt? And then as that's happening, you're looking at this as like, oh boy, Christmas dinner is going to be awesome this year. We are going to have a good time at Christmas this year. You got to be selfish about this. Your time is only limited on this planet, so enjoy it while you can and find those little moments. In fact, pour a little fire or pour a little gas on the fire. My apologies. Get them both going again. Bring it up at the family dinner. You know, that's, that's where... It really counts. In person, people start screaming. Grandma's crying. We can't get along because the internet has ruined my family. Before, we would just pick up a newspaper, read it, and then all of a sudden, my day is back to doing whatever the hell it is I think is important. You know? Those were the good old days. We peaked in the 2000s, you know? When those planes hit those towers, North American patriotism just rose to an all-time high and it'll never go back to that. It's like watching the, that is like, it's like the freedom convoy, you know? Every other week, somebody's got a new convoy. They're trying to put people together and go have the time of their life again. That was the, that was peak patriotism here in the walls of Canada is folks getting together and shooting off some air horns in the downtown core of Ottawa. And we'll never be able to recreate that again in our history. You know, they've set it up now. They failed uh, with security detail to make sure that people can't get down there and start parking trucks again. Plus, are we going to see another lockdown? Possibly. Is it going to be? It could happen. It could happen. Don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. We just don't know what it's going to be. 
is it going to be climate change? Are we really worried about the climate stale? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. You know, we're screaming about the Palestinians and the Jews fighting right now. So we got to put everything else on the back burner. We got to put everything else on the back burner. Just go out in the streets, scream and yell at one another until the war really starts to amplify. And then you can get a job being a fucking lease hand out in Fort McMurray, Alberta. A little oil boom. Next thing you know, that Kia Sorento is an F-350 Denali sitting in the... Or F-350 Denali. It's a fucking super duty sitting in the in the goddamn driveway right next to a trailer you're never going to pull out of the fucking driveway. A couple sea-doos. Life's good. You're working to the bone, but you love it because you got shit sitting in your garage. You got shit sitting in your garage that you can talk about with the other knuckle draggers out in the lunchroom about what you bought, what you leased, what you owe, how much you got to work. Just got the little lady, new set of tits, can't wait to go home and shoot a load on them. Only to come back here and look at all you mouth-breathing retards for one last go-around for another 30-day hitch. And I'm not disrespecting it. You know, I come from this industry. My family comes from this that industry. I praise it. I love it, okay? I'm just talking about the cold, hard reality that comes with it. Nobody wants to talk about that side. We love talking about the money that's made, all the items that you get to purchase because of the money that you make out there, but nobody likes to talk about the quality of life that it gives. Because if, if I'm being honest every time, so you don't work in the patch no more. And when I say no, oh, you lucky fuck. Nobody goes, oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. You, what do you mean you don't want to put 40 days in and two days off only to come back and develop a drug habit in those two days off somehow? You know, you spent half of those two days going back to where you live only to Turn around and do it again just to see the family for one night. Oh, that sucks that you're not doing this anymore. But it's the cold, hard reality, folks. That's what it comes with. Oh, no, you don't get to uproot yourself and go to a, an area of the country that only an idiot would think is a good time. That's the joy of it. But fuck, we are making money. Right, boys? Right, fellas? That's what we're in this for. Nobody, no, hey, this is a last, that's last chance university. And you got to take advantage of it. There's nothing wrong with the work. Don't get, don't kid yourself. I love the camaraderie that uh, the individuals that that industry drags out because it is like, they are, I would say a dime a dozen, but the dozens are dimes in this scenario. You get, you get all types, all types. They're wonderful people. They're wonderful people. And that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying you gotta, you gotta just accept the cold, hard reality and that we need a fucking war in the Middle East. So that way we can start producing over here. We need to bomb the shit out of Syria. We got to bomb the hell out of fucking Get, hey, get the Saudis in there, then the China. Let's make it a world war. We're due. We're due. The last one was in 1945. You mean to tell me we've been getting along this much for that long? Yeah, right. We need something that's going to drag everybody into this. All these little proxy wars that take place are gay. Let's get everybody involved. Let's go shoot the piss out of one another because we can't agree on uh, drawing some lines on some land. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. So you just got to, you know what? You just got to get up off your couch, go in the streets and start screaming until you can get a job that overpays you for what little you're going to do out there. For what little you're going to do out there. And enjoy it. And if you don't want to go out in the streets and scream and yell about it, you just got to turn into like a journalist. Be a content creator. That's all that's left. 
All the job title, everybody's out here. Everybody's doing street interviews, you know, the TikTok. Hey, what do you like? Ass your tits. We're getting to the core reporting of the human psyche and the brain that exists in most humans and these orbs of flesh that just gallivant around the country. We decide that going out and interviewing these people is the right thing to do. And those that go, then those that go a step above and call themselves a reporter, they just go and find the lunatics and shove a mic in their face and be like, what do you got for me today? What do you got for me today? That's why, like, you know, sometimes Rebel News just, they produce some decent stuff. I don't mind what... You know, shove a mic inside of in in a in a lunatic's face and see what they got to see. You know, this is this is content. This is content. These are influencers. You know, we got Gaza Strip influencers. Hamas is not a terrorist group. Oh, it isn't, man. First of all, Hamas is not okay. a terrorist group. Okay, Hamas well, what, is not a terrorist group. What is it? Like a motorcycle it club? Or? It is a resistance. See what I mean? That's all you got to do. What is it, a motorcycle club? You just get people pissed off. That's all you got to do. You got to throw a little gas on the fire. That That's that's reporting. You know, the CBC has been lacking for quite some time. The Canadian Broadcast Corporation, That's like, but they've been ran out of the town square. So it's tough for them to go down there and be like, hey, Hey, what is it, a motorcycle club? <laughs> Hit him with a punchline, David Menzies. You really got him on the ropes here. You know, like, let's find the lady that has AK-47s for fucking earrings and shove a mic in her face, see what she has to say, so that way we can get a viral clip. That's all it is. That's all it is, folks. Hamas is not a terrorist organization. Okay, all right. See what I mean? Hamas is not a terrorist group. Oh, it isn't, man. First of all, Hamas is not okay. a terrorist group. Hamas is not a terrorist group. What is it, like a it motorcycle is a club? Resistance. Or? It is a resistance that has been fuming for 75 years of colonialism, of occupation, of murder, of rape, of little children, of women. That's what they are. They are resistance. Do you think Canada is everything, a colonialist country, too? Everything or? that they do is justified. Including what happened thing. last week? Every single thing they have done is justified. Oh, Ma'am, there were children murdered. There were babies beheaded. Oh. See what I mean? You got to get out in the streets and argue about how many kids got their head chopped off. You know? Disregard everything about a kid losing his head to a war that's taken place over a number of things. An occupation. And infiltration, right? And that's a, oh, well, what about the kids getting their heads chopped off? The kids got their heads chopped off. You know, over here, you know, we don't go as far as that. We just cut their cocks off. We just, we, we want to line the kids up and we got to, you think we're fucking, what is wrong with you, lady? What do you mean? You don't want to fucking, they're cutting the wrong end off. We are fucking doomed. <laughs> We are fucking doomed. It's over, folks. The The collapse is near. I just, I, I have a, you know, sometimes I just think to myself, why do I pay taxes? Why don't I take myself, I'm not going to pay taxes. I'm going to go on a nice vacation. Why would I give the government any more money? I'm just going to go on a nice vacation. And then when I get back, they can arrest me. Whatever, I'll go to jail. What are you in your tax evasion? Oh, you're gay. Okay. You don't even do anything. Yeah, just wanted to go see what... Wanted to go see what fucking hookers look like in Thailand. I wanted blonde hair Asians to tickle my balls and call me Big Poppy. That's what I wanted. I wanted I wanted a Thai woman to scream, Oh, big lobster, big lobster. That's what I wanted, you know? But instead, this is what I'm left with. The end was great. Justified. Including what happened thing. last week? Every single thing they have done is justified. Oh, Ma'am, there were children murdered. There were babies beheaded. That's what I mean. Cutting the kids' heads off. 
That's what we're doing. All right. Over here, North America, we put them on hormone blockers and cut their cocks off. Over there, they get right to the point. Unreal. And I know that's probably a bit much for some of you, but, you know, you're sitting here listening to this podcast and being like, Jesus, he's really going off in the deep end. I think we all have. You know, this is what we have left. Out in the streets arguing to ourselves about the beheading of children. How many were there? <laughs> you know, it even comes down to the intellectuals in our society, right? The ones that we all looked up to for quite some time. They start hopping on Twitter and, you know, we watched uh, Ben Shapiro tweet a picture that was AI generated of a burnt to crisp God knows what and said it was a child and then has to go back and delete it. You know, we're in a whole different ball game. The intellectuals were like on top when they were going to universities and dunking on gender studies kids, you know? Now we're just back to good old knuckle draggers, Neanderthals, walking around, screaming, yelling, fist fighting, headbutting one another. And, and, and I don't know if I like it or not. You know, we're watching the destruction of society happen right before our eyes, and I'm still contemplating whether or not this is good or bad. We've let the smart people have a crack at it, and we liked it, you know? Us us mouth breathers, and I'm including myself in this, we loved it when somebody that's just read a dictionary is able to throw around words we don't know the meaning to, to other people who just don't understand gender. We loved it. We loved it. We propped those guys up, and then all of a sudden, they started putting their nose in, in this one. Shapiro makes sense. He's a Jew. So it would make sense that he's going full Zionist. It makes sense. But Peterson, you know, well, uh, well, I'm paid by a Jew. You know, it's all just a big cash grab for these guys. This is clicks. This is clicks for them. They're in the media again. No, there's no such thing as bad press, and I believe it. And we watch these guys. They go off do their little speakings at these universities and these people with no actual life experience outside that university that, that live in this world of theories and made-up explanations on why this is the way it is. And, 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 you know, the average person who's just trying to put two nickels together is supposed to give a shit on, on gender construct while this, while this fucking child is explaining to me why, why I'm a white nationalist because I ordered a coffee today. You ordered a coffee and you put sugar in. Do you know where sugar comes? And then you got to hear an explanation on how fucking bad you are for just existing. So then these guys emerged and they're like, we're going to go into the university and just tell these guys that they're retarded in the most smartest way possible. And we love watching these kids that, you know, watch their, their theories get debunked right in front of them and it got us hot and horny because we could finally push back. We put the nerds in the front and now the nerds got too confident. They're way too confident now and they're starting to shoot around opinions that we already have our opinions about. In fact, you know, you become friends with the ones that are affected. And it just so happens like where all the refugees that came over here, not big fans of the old Jews. Yeah, they got, they got uh, their, their, their own opinion of that group of people. And then you get around these folks and you start developing those. Yeah. 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 Getting all hot and bothered. Oh, yeah. What are those pesky guys up to? What do you mean if they go away, though, we'll lose interest rates? Oh, they run the media, huh? I don't like the media. It was fun watching Shapiro get the AI generated picture of the of the of the babies. That one was a fun one. That was a fun one because it was like, eh, the dweebs got outsmarted by the computer. You know, it's just a it's a propaganda exchange right now, and everybody's arguing about fucking. I don't get it. 
that's the thing is I just don't understand it. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, eh, well, let's go through the whole historical. I just like, I find people very interesting in these times. Because, uh, you know, I understand the freedom convoy because a lot of people were affected by the mandates that were put in place of uh, making a living and it made life very difficult. But this one, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get the people in the, uh, other than people uh, that have immigrated from those areas, you know, their religious background reflects somewhat, uh, it reflects their opinion. Okay, I get that. But when you see the, the, the crackers out there trying to stand with solidarity, I stand with solidarity. Oh, yeah. Would you, would you stand with solidarity if it came with an M16 and a flight over to the Gaza Strip? I think that solidarity would start to dissipate very quickly. You know, that's the thing is I don't understand. People that aren't really willing to die for their opinions that just hop in, oh, I just needed a little bit of attention myself, actually. It's very difficult in my world not having attention on me anymore, so I come out here and I like to show my support. Showing my support. <laughs> Why don't you start showing support for your, your child's school play? Why don't you help her go over her lines. Why don't you do any of that? Oh, that's right, because that is, that's, that's somewhat of a job, isn't it? It's somewhat of a job. It's easy to just write things on a sign and go stand out there and scream and yell and be like, you're racist. You don't even have to form an opinion. You just say the keywords, get people charged up, screaming and yelling. We got to get the police involved. We justify their wages. Everything starts to look good. Society looks like it's really coming together. You know, we got to beef up the security around here. These folks are getting crazy. We can't be having these folks out here screaming down on Yonge Street in Toronto. What do you mean they're in the streets of New York fist fighting? It's insane. I just don't understand people in, the, in this day, day of age especially with something that doesn't personally affect them. Because as this is going on, you know, there, there are issues and manners that are taking place inside of our parliaments, inside of our uh, legislature, buildings, inside of, you know, Congress. You know, the businessmen are smiling, they're laughing. They love it when the folks are screaming and yelling because that's dollar signs, baby. They look at that. That's dollar signs. That means the fucking, you can justify the news budget. You can, the justification of like the printing of money. And I, and I mean that like figuratively of like, oh boy, we're going to get our ratings up. We get to throw up. We got to, what is it? A, what is it? A fucking biker gang? It's insane. And then, and then the comments, you know, then, and like when I talk about the media, that's, this is where it gets fun. This is where it's get fun. You know, everybody's going to throw their two cents around. They got to fucking, they got to come together. This is why I like Hollywood is because of shit like this. You got to get Pete Davidson up there and make an opinion about the Gaza Strip. And ladies and gentlemen, it's... This week we saw the horrible images and stories from Israel and Gaza. Yeah, and, and, and what he's talking about when he says the horrible images is like, you know, these are the images that people have reposted. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis just doesn't, can't understand the difference between an Israeli and a Palestinian. So she throws up a photo and has to take it down because she tweeted or she posted on Instagram a photo of the Palestinian kids. And those are the ones that we're trying to eradicate because I'm trying to keep a job in this industry, you know, uh, of inside of Hollywood. It's very difficult for me to sit here and be like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. 
so I got to get rid of it. You know, these kids are probably been wiped off the map. In fact, these are probably one of the 40 kids that we're arguing about whether or not their head is still attached to their body or not. But I'm just going to delete the photo. I'm going to find a nice photo of laced little Jewish kids. So that way I can get the leading role in Halloween 14. You know, I can be that we can produce another Halloween movie and have it already for out in theaters now that these guys, that hopefully this strike is over and I can make some fucking money again, you know? You think I'm going to stand here and, and, and support these Palestinians? No, no, you're out of your goddamn mind. I need to make some fucking money doing another Halloween movie. Rob Zombie, get writing. We're making the 2.0, the 3. Point, whatever one we're on, do it. And I know what you're thinking. Who better to comment on it than Pete Davidson? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I am a good person to talk about it because when I was seven years old, uh, my dad was killed in a terrorist attack. So I know something about what that's like. Um, I saw so many terrible pictures this week of children suffering, uh, Israeli children and Palestinian children. And uh, it took me back to a really horrible, horrible place. And, um, you know, no one in this world deserves to suffer like that. You know, you know what this is like? This is just like, the more you hear, the children are suffering. The only ones that suffer from a divorce are the children. It's like a bad divorce that's taking place, you know? Palestine and Israel are just one big bad divorce, and both of them are trying to leverage the kids just to, like, garner you know, a little more support in the court system of being like, hey, and the court system in this case is like public opinion. You know, look at the kids. But meanwhile, you're seeing more images of uh, Palestinian kids like crawling out of a fucking decrepit building with dust and dirt all over their face. Their eye is hanging out of their head. And you're like, oh, even all the Israelis are justified. You know, and we're just arguing over the images that are being presented to us. And it's like a bad divorce of like, who's going to get the child support? How much child support is the wife going to get out of this? You know, it, there's no good to come out of it. It's just two countries that despise one another. We're talking about a two, the, 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 the spouse that wants to leave and then it becomes a fucking internal war inside of that household. The Middle East is firing up again and it's just one big bad divorce. The dad is drinking again. He's just shooting rockets into the fucking air and the, and the wife is just like, see, he's insane. This is why I got to drain him financially and I got to live a better life than him. He's insane. He's shooting rockets at our fucking walls. We just built the fence. And then, and then the wife moves next door and it's full on warfare, but she's got seven older brothers that are in the Hells Angels and they're always there and throwing Molotov cocktails on his brand new shed that he just built. It's a fucking shit show. The kids are sitting there, you know, the kids are just collateral damage in this. They're walking around like dad threw an ashtray at mom, but it hit the corner of the coffee table and ricocheted and hit the one kid in the eye. Now he's walking around with a black eye at school and be like, what happened? Uh, you know, my mom and dad are trying to figure out who's going to fucking take the house, who's going to make more money. It's just life over at our house, you know. But thank God we got PD. Especially PDs. not kids, you know. Um, after my dad died, my mom tried uh, pretty much everything she could do to cheer me up. I remember one day when I was eight. This kills me. Uh, she got me what she thought was a Disney movie. Uh, but it was actually the Eddie Murphy stand-up special, Delirious. Uh, and we played it in the car on the way home, and, and when she heard the things Eddie Murphy was saying, uh, she tried to take it away. Um, but then she noticed something. Uh, for the first time in, in a long time, I, I was laughing again. Um, I don't understand it. Uh, I really don't, and I never will. But sometimes, comedy is really the only way forward through tragedy. <laughs> This is how insane we are in this uh, in this world. Like you know, I, I hate to use the word privilege, but uh, I think it's a privilege that we get to say some stupid shit like that, isn't it? You know, nothing uh, would solve the problems over there on the Gaza Strip. You know, Eddie. You know, you guess what? The royalty check is going to be nice. 
we're printing some CDs and sending over some ghetto blasters to the Gaza Strip, and we're going to bring the morale up with Eddie Murphy's Delirious. You remember that great bit of uh, his kids being fucking... What are they? Bigfoots or whatever you hell? Yeah, they're goody Google. You ain't got no ice cream. No ice cream. And all the kids over there in Gaza will be giggling and laughing. We'll boost the morale. Everybody will be having a joyful time. You'll suddenly forget that your house that you once resided in was carpet bombed because the, the likings of Eddie Murphy are playing on a speaker. That's all the world needs right now. And I'm glad that somebody like Pete Davidson is here to remind us all that, hey, no matter what you're going through, right, you're, you're looking at that noose in the garage and be like, today's the day. Just think to yourself, maybe, just maybe, before you commit an atrocity like that with such magnitude that could shake your family to the core and have them all sitting there lined up, at the funeral going, I just don't understand why he would do this. Just throw in Eddie Murphy's delirious, sit back, kick the feet up, enjoy yourself, go for a car ride, enjoy a comedy album. In fact, you know who you, you, you throw on a Hannah Gadsby album and, and you can just feel the pain, the suffering, leave your body. You know, just listen to a Hannah Gadsby comedy special on the way to work and before you were about to make you were gonna jerk that steering wheel and send that fucking nissan ultima right into a light standard and end it all you just have a nice little laugh on the way to your third job you're sleep deprived the nicotine isn't quite hitting like it used to. Every time you hit that vape, you're starting to realize that oh, I'm becoming a fucking addict. You got to find something new. You got to chase a new high. Even though your body is breaking down before your eyes, you haven't had a good night's rest in God knows how long. You have four bills, the bills that you, you were behind on, they're stacking up. Your phone company keeps texting you, hey, you're a little late. Hey, you're a little late. Probably time you should fucking pay that phone bill. Hey, you're a little late. We're going to cut off your phone. And before they do that, just put on the Spotify comedy likings of Hannah Gadsby. Maybe Amy Schumer to remind you how life is phenomenal. We just need a little comedy, folks. That's all you need right now. And our guy Pete here is, 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 you know, he suffered a terrorist attack and we feel bad for you, Pete. We feel bad for you over something like that, losing your father in such a dramatic manner. But look at it, it gave you a career. Think about how many comedians are going to be coming out of Gaza next year. We're really going to benefit from this. The industry is going to boom. It's going to be saturated. Imagine, imagine a Palestinian Theo Vaughn telling stories about how his dog got ran over by a fucking Ukrainian tank and he doesn't understand how it got there in the first place. How fun would that be? Imagine Theo Vaughn's stories being told in the form of a Palestinian's perspective. You know how great that would be? Oh, my God. We're really in for a treat in these next couple of years. Comedy is going to start booming in Arabic countries, Muslim countries. And next thing you know, they're going to take over the entertainment industry. And that's how the Jews and the Arabs finally get along. Is uh, The Jews will be able to sell them out in stadiums, what's left over there. And the Arabs will dance for the Jews to sell. And we'll all just be one big money-making family. Imagine B B Palestinian Bill Burr. What the hell is up with the burkas? What are you doing with the burkas? You're not walking around. Why aren't the people wearing burkas? Don't you want to cover your ugly mug? I don't get it. America, what are they doing? They're shoving knives up women's pussies and cutting the fucking fetus up inside. Why don't you just wait till she squeezes it out? Why don't you just add the kid while it's fucking breathing and make it all a fucking late-term abortion? We'll call it late-term abortion. 
<laughs> Jesus. I've lost my fucking mind. It's getting worse. Thank you. Thank you to the live in studio audience. You imagine, you know, I often think to myself, if there was people standing outside this door, they call the police. They call the police. Would I be in handcuffs? <laughs> Would I be going to prison? You know? I guess we'll find out another day. Um, you know, my heart is with everyone whose lives have been destroyed uh, this week. Um, but tonight, I'm going to do what I've always done in the face of tragedy, and that's try to be funny. Um, remember, I said try. <laughs> and live from New York, it's Saturday night. What a great opening monologue. I can't understand why this show isn't the number one show across all platforms and television stations, you know? NBC is really grabbing a gear. Boy, oh boy, imagine, what a, what a great cold open. Can't, what are they going to do this week? Hmm? What are they going to do? They're going to have, uh, they're going to have Ben Shapiro come in and uh, reenact the whole sketch of him, the tweeting. And it's just going to be a, a, a melted pile of garbage that he's going to say as a kid that, that Hamas lit on fire. And Pete Davidson's going to be like, the only way we can get over this, the only way we can possibly get over this, and he's going to put on a Richard Pryor album. And everybody's going to laugh at the black man saying the N-word. And that's how we come together as a country once again. Everybody's sitting around the record player listening to Richard make fun of the racial division in America. And that's no disrespect to Richard Pryor. SNL, some of the greatest writing that we're ever going to see. God almighty, I'm fucking, I'm never going to have a career in this industry, am I? <laughs> we are really grabbing a gear here, folks. Thank God that this comedy shit is really paying off. I know probably comedians all around the world just look at my career and go, wow, I wish I had that. I wish I had a television in a spare room that I just sat here and watched videos on and made fun of for the millions and millions of people that reside inside of Tabor, Alberta. The land of knowledge, the land of athleticism. This guy is really thriving. Boy. I don't understand why he's not doing the cold open for SNL. You know? I don't understand why this guy is not doing the cold open for SNL. Get out the fucking brooms. She's a sweep. There it is. Oh. Truly beautiful. Truly beautiful. And let's end on a positive note here. You know, let's end on the positive note that's taking place. Um, you know, division is happening and we've all like kind of uh, subjugated ourselves to these almost like, I don't know, they're like subgenre groups of humans now. Like if you're with the Freedom Convoy and you're for Palestine against Colin, then you get uh, shifted over here. And then uh, like we all have these like smaller groups of individuals. It can't be like a larger group. We can't gather underneath like the Canadian flag because there's like genocide underneath it. There's no pride in genocide. There's a number of things like no matter what you like, somebody is... Always around, oh my God, huh? you can't just enjoy things anymore. So you got to have all these like subgroups. So you, you can have like a, a small community of other people that, that, that agree with you. You know, we can't, we can't be in groups with individuals that disagree with us and have conversation and open up the doors to possibly new ideas. That would be stupid of us. Why would you want to do that? You shouldn't be inside an echo chamber screaming and yelling in the streets about how the Jews are fucking controlling the weather. That's what you got to be doing. You got to find your people. Your vibe is your tribe. This is, you know, I've seen that on a t-shirt in some coffee shop in a small town somewhere. Your vibe is your tribe. Birds of a feather, right? That whole shit. You got to have more of that. 
And, and we're seeing that, like, the Freedom Convoy trial. This lady, Freedom Convoy made it near impossible to live. Sexy Lee, she's back. Sexy Lexi. The trial of convoy leaders Tamara Leach and Chris Barbers enters 17th day. See, this is another thing. The young public servant thrust into the spotlight when she agreed to become the lead plaintiff in a multi-million dollar proposed class action uh, class action against Freedom Convoy organizers is testifying in the criminal trial of two of them, Tamara Leach and Chris Barber. Zexy Lee's testimony came on the 17th day of trial for Leach and Barber, who are each charged with mischief, counseling others to commit mischief, intimidation, obstructing police uh, for their role in the week-longs weeks longs protest in January and February of 2022. Lee testified she was working from her downtown home during the COVID-19 pandemic, including when protesters came to Ottawa. This is this is what I mean. Like you gotta be an individual inside of a group. You gotta shine brighter than than your peers that are inside those groups. So like doing something like bringing a clash a class action lawsuit against those that were honking horns, now that like that rises you above. The rest of the folks, you know, you can all disagree on something, but somebody's got to do something about this, right? And we all need a hero, no matter what side you're on, right? The, the Tamara and Chris Barber could be viewed as the hero for those that are for it, where Zexy, Sexy Lexi could be the hero for all the government officials and, and uh, government workers that, that reside in that area that were working from home and just wanted to kick their feet up and knock back a bottle of Merlot every day and not have to get out of sweatpants and a house coat to go and, you know, participate in the workforce. That's... Like this is a very like we if to each side of the coin you have a hero and a villain, and it's a storyline like this that you can get behind because all of us now we got something to rise up against. We were we were individually affected by these mandates. So when you look at somebody like Zexy, Sexy Lexi Lee going down there and be like, I'm putting a class action lawsuits and I'm gonna throw eggs at truckers, you know that's like. <laughs> the one way of getting back is throwing eggs off my balcony. And and meanwhile, it, it it is funny watching like the juvenile behavior get drug out of us when when something we disagree with is taking place in our neighborhoods. You know, the pettiness that comes up. I'm kind of for that, if I'm being honest. She said the horns blared most commonly between 7 a.m. and 11 p.m. when you should be working. You know how many people I know that that that's their daily hours. And sometimes there was an occasional blast of horns throughout the night. She also described a very loud noise that was reminiscent of an air raid horn. Lee is one of the local witnesses called by the Crown lawyers, along with the business owners and other residents, to illustrate the scope, nature, and consequences of the protests and the rebut again uh, and rebut any question. It was peaceful. Uh. The, the, the fun thing about her is she was out in the streets screaming at people to invoke a reaction, you know, and, and it's clear that when people like that, I like people that try to uh, invoke a reaction out of individuals and then have the audacity to sit back and play victim as if like they were victimized and something like this, you know, as they were sitting at home trying to work. A lot of people are out of a job because they refused something, uh, a vaccine because they refused the mandates. They didn't want to do the masking anymore. They felt it was enough. We've since moved on past this, but as you know, you get the luxury of working from home. You haven't been out of your sweatpants in about fucking a year and a half. You haven't washed your hair in three weeks. You know, you, you start to make up problems that don't exist inside your head, right? Like everything else is good. You're getting paid still. You got your nice little house and then an inconvenience comes rolling around that you don't necessarily agree with. So what do you got to do? You got to sit back and throw eggs off your balcony at those disrupting you. Now, would this individual do that to the homeless, uh, the homeless drug addicts that are down in the streets taking shits in the in the in the garden? I highly doubt that. But 
you can coax those people by getting out of there. You know, these people were here with vengeance, with a reason, with, uh, you know, with the, the will to cause change and get their lives back. If anything, you know, you'd think like the government workers would be like the fastest way we can get these people out of here is to be like, hey, just drop all the mandates and then these people will leave. Just they'll get out of here. Give them what they want. And I know, well, I'm stomping your feet. It's like eh, fucking everybody else does it. Everybody else is out in the street screaming and stomping their feet. Every other day, there's somebody screaming and yelling in the streets about how they're affected by something, right? We're seeing it again. So you almost got to sit back and just enjoy it. There's one portion right here. I believe it was at the end. Under cross-examination... She said the truck didn't make contact with her only because I moved out of the way. So uh, she was claiming that a truck had hit her. Um, that was the fun. In a video submitted as evidence, Barber says the horns have to be quiet, but if a trucker sees police enforcement starting, they should grab that horn switch and don't let it go. Lee described feeling intimidated by an encounter with a trucker who shook his fist and honked his horn. Described protesters establishing structures to become more entrenched as the Freedom Convoy continued, including a makeshift soup kitchen. By the third, you know what I'd be pissed is like because, uh, you know, you're watching, you're watching people you politically disagree with be able to set up an encampment and make it successful. Uh, meanwhile, you watched those that you would probably agree with politically in Portland try to do the same thing, and it failed immensely. It failed immensely. Like these people all offer some sort of skill that 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 you could take into something like an apocalypse. You are able to build structures. You're able to, you know. They were able to show that if the world collapsed in front of your eyes, they would be able to survive by building a shelter, by helping one another and coming together. And meanwhile, your, your individual mindset or your in individuality mindset, I don't know how to call that, but your, your, your selfishness as a human being just, just sitting there watching as you and your friends could never, ever create something like this has got to be hitting you in the stomach quite hard, you know? Hard enough that it would cause a miscarriage. <laughs> But that's the enjoyment that I found out of, uh, you know, just watching. The, she, she is a very fun person to watch because it's uh, she's getting caught in lies, you know, this whole feelings thing. And then her actions, you know, it's like uh, it's it, she, she, she's like uh, that ex-girlfriend that you got rid of that, you know, tried to act normal. But the emotions got too much and she couldn't handle the emotional up up. Uh, uprising that was about to fucking explode inside the pot has boiled over and then you get the uh very juvenile reaction of like you know you want to hit somebody you want to hit somebody so it, it but you know she goes down there starts swinging some of those ladies that were down there would ragdoll her so what do you do you got to stand on your balcony and throw eggs at the truckers to get you, you, you and then you got to sit there and be cross-examined and you look like a fool because you know they're trying to get to the facts and you're trying to use feelings the old ben shapiro method back in the day that used to work and now it doesn't work so we are just in a fucking shit storm of horseshit that's what we're in folks just a shit storm and we're all getting some a little bit of uh a little bit of splatter on her face. Mm, what a world we live in. Anyways, folks, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uncle Hag Podcast, and we appreciate you being here. DangerCatShop.com for all upcoming tickets. Uh, and we will see you next week at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time every Thursday, baby. Take care, everybody.